You've reached the Entertainment Hotline, a chatter podcast. Listen as celebs dial in to chat with Anita Annabelle, chatter.com.au and Media Week's Head of Entertainment. Before we begin this episode, just a trigger warning. Help is always available. And if you need to speak with someone today, call Lifeline Australia on 13 11 14. You've reached the Entertainment Hotline, a chatter podcast. Listen as celebs dial in to chat with Anita Annabelle, chatter.com.au and Media Week's Head of Entertainment. Hey guys, it's Bo Ryan from the Amazing Race Australia Celebrity Edition on 10. How are you? You, Are you all good? Good. I'm good. We're uh, in the trenches here doing the Amazing Race. It's been um, been great. It's been good. The show I'm so... I think I told you last time I saw you. Maybe the Logies. Um, yeah, it was at the Logies, yeah. Uh, the, the, the season's incredible. It's incredible. It's really good. I can't wait for everyone to see it. It's uh, It really takes it to another level. Do you reckon it's the best season yet? Um, or just different? Different. It, it is It is up there. Yeah, definitely. It's up there. It's. I mean, we've, we've shot some good seasons um, and we're still in – a bit of post-production, to be fair, for the last few apps. So I'm still – I still haven't watched it all unfold, so it's hard to answer that in terms of the finale. But being there in the flesh, it's some of the best stuff we've done, yeah. Okay. So before we move any further, for anybody who hasn't seen the show, which is probably absolutely nobody, everyone's seen it, but give us the elevator. Give us the elevator. Give us the elevator pitch for this season of The Amazing Race, Celebrity Edition. Well, the celebrities take it to another level. Um, Conditions are tough in terms of cities and countries we go to. India, and for everyone who is listening, India is brutal. Whether you're just travelling by yourself with a family, friends, it's hard to get around. Now, picture that with no phone, uh, no bearings, no, no, the language barrier, currency problems, uh, tired, tiredness, fatigue, and then just repeat that every day for a month into, and it gets hotter. Like India is hot. India is hot, 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 but it's dry. It's like 35, 40 degrees. But Southeast Asia is another level, like Malaysia, Borneo, Cambodia, Laos. Like it is just ridiculous. And it tests people. Fortunately for them, you sort of get conditioned to a country, but after that four or five days when you're finally getting into the time zone, you're finally getting your bearings, we'll go to another country. So this has actually been filmed in, and let me get this right, India, Malaysia, Cambodia, and Borneo? Yes, all through all, through all those countries. So you've got to understand, like, you might say Australia, right? And Darwin and Tasmania are two different beasts, and that's what happens in India. Borneo and Malaysia are two different, complete, completely two different things. Cambodia is pretty, it is beautiful. It is, the culture is amazing, but it is, it's hard to run. Mm. It's hard to think, especially when you're tired. Um, and just time zones, like you change it, it might only be two hour time zone, but it's picture yourself getting up earlier, two hours every day, every three or four days. It just, it's a wonderful season. The challenges are great and the celebrities are just, they're obviously really good talent, but they all want to win for their charity and they all love the show. 
They don't, no one comes on this show. It's not like other shows. And I won't say what they are, but you come on, you might not really know much of the show. You're doing it for different reasons. You might get paid well. You might get more exposure. People are begging to be on the show. They're begging to be on the amazing race. And that gives us an advantage. Yeah, totally. Actually, I'm curious about the charities. Do you know what charities we can expect this year? Everyone's got different charities. And the thing about the charity component, I'll be straight up with you. I wasn't sure how, how hard the celebrities would go for their charities. Because if you were competing, if me and you were a team, we're competing for a quarter of a million bucks and two cars and you know, nearly half a million dollars in prizes, it's just going to change our life, right? Yeah. So we're doing whatever it takes. We're, we're talking about setting our kids up, our family up. You're doing whatever it takes. And for charity, I thought, well, you know, if push comes to shove and you're with your partner or your mum or your brother, would you do that? Would you eat that? Or would you put, go in with the snake or get there with the shark? Would you actually do that? And they did. They actually use it because they're all so invested in their charities that they would do anything to win. And I'll be honest, not that it surprised me, but it took me, it took me a while to appreciate how invested they were. I love that because it just shows that they're really passionate and they've chosen their own charities, right? Charities and they care, mate. They, they care. They really care. And, um, that, that hit me. That hit me quite early on. Like, I'm talking people crawling, especially the first couple of apps. Like, India, they are that fatigued coming out of a quarantine situation in a hotel to that heat and that madness in India. There is nowhere to sort of get a breath. You, don't, you can't really regroup in India. It's so, it's so busy. Um, and they just did whatever it took. Everyone, all of them just did whatever it took to win, literally whatever. That is so cool. That's really good to know. What about production-wise? Why do you think 2023 was the, the year to bring out the celebrities? A few, a few reasons. I mean, because we've shot for the last four years and, you know, the rotation on shows, you sort of, we've got a huge supporter base. I'm, not talk, I'm talking people message me from New Zealand. People message me from, from Greece who watch our season because it's a global franchise, right? It gets obviously sold on and Paramount and people watch it and watch the 10 play. It just keeps going. Um, and we'd shot three seasons in a row over four years uh, and mixed it up. We've added teams. We had a world record of 20 teams a few years ago, a world record amount of teams. And we just wanted to go to the next level. And we were, it's sort of like the survival model and, and really any other big reality show. You just need a mix up. You need something. And the time was now, four or five years in. Um, so it was perfect, perfect timing for celebrities. And, I had wanted it last season, not wanted it, but I, I spoke about it because I just knew how many of my friends in the industry wanted to compete in it. And I knew they didn't want to do any other shows. And some of them are high profile, high profile people. Mm. The other cast it easy. So that was one, that was one reason. The cast is quite a bunch of eclectic characters. I think there is somebody for everybody, plus their family members, which I love. Actually, true story, I used to be a kid's party entertainer and I worked with Emma Wiggle's sister as yep. a kid's party entertainer. Yeah, Hayley. So it's Hayley. So it's going to be really exciting to go and see. She's, she, Hayley and Emma are superstars. They, um, same attitude, win at all costs. And just watch how, watching how they, like, inspire each other and, and push each other um, and bounce off each other. And you might have a celebrity 
with their cousin or their son. And the dynamic is, you know, a lot of the time the person that you would least expect is sort of driving the bus, mm. which, which is really, it's eye-opening. They're more leveled. Do you know what I mean? They keep, um, everyone's sort of got a leader and that switches as well throughout the episodes and throughout the challenges and it's just a great dynamic. I think it's really cool to see people's, you know, siblings or relatives or nephews or whatever because it just, it also brings that element of it humanises them. 100%. 100% and it humanises them from the first episode, seeing how people react because, you know, we're all, at the end of the day, we're all performers, right? We're all entertainers. Everyone in this industry tries to make people feel something. So seeing them so raw and exposed and level is something that is a show in itself. There's a lot of emphasis on story and people's relationships, which doesn't really happen on the previous seasons. It does, but we've already got – it does happen, but we've already got – we know who Grant Denier is. We know we know who Ben Gillies is, but do we? But do we really know who they are? And that's when you find out a week in, when they haven't slept, they're jet lagged. We'll see what you're made of. I'm really excited to see Grant and Chessy. They're just like the best couple I know, honestly. So it'll be really exciting to see. And they've been very open about their relationship and about their struggles. So it'll be really, really cool. I think to see them in a TV format doing it on screen. Super exciting to see that. They're um and their household well he, he's our household name and Shazzy, most people know who Shazzy is. Yeah. And this is her time to shine. You know, she is a star in her own right. She's a she's a got her own fan base and she's extremely popular. Um like my wife wants to watch Shazzy more than she wants to watch Grant. There you go. <laughs> so it all brings something different, a different market to the table. And it's just, it just works. It just works. Are there any other couples? I mean, we've touched on Haley and Emma. We've touched on Grant and Chessy. Is there anyone that's going to surprise us, do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know. Yeah, I do know <laughs> who's going to surprise us. Um, everyone will surprise you in, in some way. Like some people, some people fail. Some people it's hard. It's too hard. It is, really, it is too much for them. And some people find another gear and just become superhuman when you, we would just think they would be a write-off. And that's, that was my mentality. I sort of get a gauge on who's going to really dig deep and who you think, but you really understand. And it probably comes back to the charity thing as well, why they're doing it and what motivates them. But there are surprises every day, every day. And it's different people. I mean, King George, you know what you're going to get. King George is going to win at all costs. Jackie Gillies is a firecracker. But who you think Beck Judd is and who you think Grant Denyer is and Darren McMullen and Yana Pittman, like it's it's eye-opening. It's great. I did read that you said, I think it was with New Idea that maybe you said this, was that Darren loves his creature comforts. He lives the good life, Darren. And, but you know what? He can adapt. He's, a, he's, a, he's, he's seasoned. He's, he, he gets it. So I already always knew, knew he would would really would lift, and he's also been around long enough to work people, and that's one other aspect of the show. It's all about relationships because if you get U-turn, I me and you're a team, we get U-turn, it's over. Friends close, you know what I mean? Enemies close. 
I'm interested by what you said before about it being kind of survivor-esque. I mean, King George, obviously, this is going to be right up his alley. But being survivor-esque, I mean, is there a level of kind of knocking other people out of the way to get to the, the end? There is. I mean, survivor is, look, it is yet similar, but it, it is completely different because survivor is essentially a popularity contest, right? This is a race. So you can be the most unpopular person in the series history, and it's happened before, and you can win. You just have to be good enough to win. Um, but you do need help along the way. So you've got to find that balance with who you pick in your team, right, who you want to associate with because you can't be friends with everyone in rea- reality TV because there's so many personalities. There's so many relationships. There's so much drama. There's so much hostility. There's so much pride at stake. So you just got to pick someone you trust, and that's what happens quite early. If you could do the Amazing Race Celebrity Edition. Not doing it. Not doing it. I know yeah. you're not doing it. <laughs> but who would you do it with? Like, is there someone you'd have in mind? Yeah. Um, what do I, does that have to be friends and family? Oh, friends not at all. Who would, you, who would you do it with? If it was friends and family, I'd do it with my sister. I do it with myself. We get on really well and we work together and we both know the drill. In terms of the industry, though, Waleed Ali. Uh, That is such a good one. Please explain why. We are completely different. And I think that's the key to this show. You need opposite strengths. You need problem solvers. You need people who are quite clever and um, measured. And there's none more than Waleed Ali. And we can work together. We can really work together. That is extremely unexpected, and but very clever. So you've you've got the brain for it. You go the quite the logical path. Yes, it's all problem solving and patience. Although it is a race, you've got to be measured. You've got to be measured. I just don't know if you can drive a manual. <laughs> I'm too can. He's probably had a driver for the last 15 years, so I don't know. <laughs> Can you drive a manual? Of course. Come on. Dude, I can't. Are you serious? Have you met me? Obviously you have, but no, you- there's no way. I can't no. handle, like, the gears changing and, like, oh, yeah. listening it's out tough- for it. It's a tough thing. If, you don't, if you've ever done it, it's very hard to learn, and that's what happens in this, in this season. But teams, people get thrown in to drive a, uh, a manual car and a tuk-tuk, and if you don't know, it's very hard to explain to someone how to drive one, especially when you um, have no idea how it works. Was there any for you then being on set? I mean, you get to go to all these places. You have been to so many. I can't even – I don't even know if you can count how many places you've been to since doing this show. Yeah, I mean, knowing you, you probably know at the top of your head. But I was thinking the other day, right? I was thinking about that, and someone asked me about flights. And I don't know if it was last year, the other year, we did eighteen in the one series. Eighteen so, flights in one series. Yeah, but, but 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 hang on. And someone said, "Was that the most flights? Is that how many have you done in total?" And I remember the year before the Australian one, we did something like thirty-two flights for the Australian one. That is insa- That is the exhausting bit, I reckon. That is a really big part of of what's exhausting, like when you're flying or when you're travelling. It's the going into the airport. It's like the waiting around. It's getting on the plane. Airports. Airports are killers. Oh. And, uh, hurry, hurry, wait. Kills me. Yeah. What was that? 
Hari Hari White. That's what kills me. Oh, Hari Hari White. Let's get there. Let's get there. Let's get there. Now let's wait here for six hours. Oh, it's the worst. That it must actually. Speaking of, it must be such a big production thing in the back end. Like you never think mm. about this when you're watching, right? Because you've got to get all of these teams into one location, plus the camera crew, plus you. You know, on your private jet. Um, I'm just no, joking, no. as if you are a private jet. But wouldn't that be nice? Um, mm. But like, think about that production-wise. I think for the normal audience watching, we just don't even have that kind of grasp on how big this show is no no we got i've got post-production this afternoon and there's like oh i don't even know there'd be 30 or 40 people in post and we've got like over 100 this year i think there was about 140 on the road we had 20 teams last season which meant we had about 170 on the road somewhere that's how many people that's like an entire plane we got fixes in um, fixes in each country and people working through logistics. We've got amazing race franchise people that turn up and come in and out, and it's just um, it's just next level. It's you can't explain it until you see it. You can't actually explain it until you get somewhere and there's four hotels for us. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like literally, just one literally. after the other down the literally. road. Literally. I just never have thought about it until I've had this. I mean, I've spoken to you about this show like a million yeah. times and yeah. I'm like literally have never thought about that before on the scale it's, of um, the show. It's just, well, look, a lot of shows are massive. You know, you survivors, jungle, yeah. obviously. But this one, because you're all moving, you just think the cost and that, it's just like, it's not even funny. It's ridiculous. Like I said before, you've been travelling around. Is there any experience in this specific season for you, not for the races, we're talking about you, is there a specific experience that you went, this is just mind-blowing to me, like being in a certain country? Yeah. Mm, good question. I mean, India's a, India hits you. India's, India's, but it hits you differently. India's very overwhelming and you become very grateful very early with India, what you see, because and you can't unsee a lot of the stuff you see in India. But in terms of beauty in that, I'm a huge Southeast Asia guy, huge, huge Southeast Asia guy. I love it. Been there many times with friends and family, and I've never been to Malaysia before. And Malaysia is incredible, incredible. It is tropical. It is safe. Uh, Kuala Lumpur is next level. And then you've got some of the most beautiful beaches and exotic surroundings you'll ever see and you don't think that if i say to you malaysia how good's malaysia you don't know anyone that's been to malaysia right no one really goes to malaysia but it's it's it is sensational malaysia is like breathtaking Kuala Lumpur, that's actually quite built now isn't it because we yeah, had the olympics there didn't we Kuala Lumpur's massive very progressive massive city crazy city a lot of culture um a lot of expats um, it's really good. It's, um, yeah, it's safe. It's, it's hard to explain. It's like, uh, I like, you know, Hong Kong back before everything sort of slowed down the last few years, but it's not, they're all different. Malaysia, Thailand, Cambodia, very similar geographically, but completely different with their culture and their history. And Malaysia, Malaysia really stood out, really stood out for me. 
Yeah, wow. Mm. I've never been myself, so that sounds like it's got to be on the bucket list. Get to Malaysia. It actually sounds like the Philippines a little bit, like the beaches. Yeah. Yeah. It's similar to the Philippines, but a bit more. It's big. It's built. But it's much more built, and it's probably not as third world as the the Philippines is. Well, it is in certain parts, but it's it's um the infrastructure and the actual city is is a bit more a bit more level. Yeah. Right. I do have a question. I did see in an interview last year. I went deep, babes. I went deep. I saw that you said in an interview last year that your daughter didn't watch the Amazing Race. Has that changed? Um, she watched. No, she didn't watch the first few seasons. She didn't. She watched. I think it was last year for the first time. Did she love it? She did. I mean, the thing is, I'm not. A lot of the time I'm not home when it's on, like I'm either doing press for it or I'm shooting something. So when I'm home, we'll watch it together. But she gets favourite teams. She's very she's very uh, biased, my daughter. Usually the all-girl teams, I mean, she'll love Emma and Hayley. Um, she'll probably love Jackie as well. She's very biased. So if that team loses early, she's out. She's like, no. You know what I mean? <laughs> So she I've picks a, a favourite and off she goes. She picks a favourite and they're gone. She doesn't want to watch. So let's hope that Emma and Hayley stick around for her, eh? I just really hope that she just, like, sits down and watches it because the dad's on. But she's nah, like, nah, that's nah, not nah, interesting nah. to her, is it? it she's like, nah. and they're not of that age to understand yet, are they? Nah, really? Her friends love it. She's got a few friends that love it. And they'll do little mini amazing races at parties and schools. They do it and appreciate it. But my daughter couldn't care less. Have you, you ever cameoed at a party? And hosted? No, I've done a, um, I've turned up for a little, there was an amazing race thing, where was it, years ago. And I was free that day and I turned up and had a little, they had a little pit stop for these um, kids that were in school um, because there's stuff like that happening all the time. So I did that once, but then uh, probably shouldn't have because it sort of created a little monster and then they all wanted to do it, right? That's true. Try one up each other. But, um, yeah, I think that's so cool. That's pretty special for the kids. Like, you, I guess your own kids, they don't really kind of understand nah. the scale of Orion. No, they haven't. They don't. My daughter, especially my daughter, right? She's been around it forever. She's since the early footy show days and when I played footy. My daughter was like, was coming to games with me, um, like 11 years ago. So it's, um, yeah, she's been she's had a fair life in herself, like herself. So nothing really phases her. She doesn't really get affected. Which is great, because you don't want her to be affected by it, do you? Yeah, she's um she keeps me level, don't worry about that. <laughs> that does not surprise me. That does yeah. not surprise me in the actual slightest. Before I let you go. You're also doing gladiators. I feel like you are turning into Grant Denya. Like you're doing everything. Mm. I'm filming Gladiators actually now. That's next level. The Gladiators are 10 out of 10. Super, they're superheroes. Um, and it's great that it's back because it's a show I love growing up, right? So the full circle moment hit me early in the first first day, uh, the rehearsal day, and it's good. It's just like the nostalgia there is incredible, but we've also shaped it our own way um, and put our own spin on it. But it is, um, it's, 
I'm super, I'm super happy with it already. And I know it's going to get better and bigger um, as we lead into the semifinals, quarterfinals and the finale. It's just, um, it's really, it's really, it's exceptional. It's really exceptional. I'm just wondering, like thinking, if you think about it, 2023 as opposed to when it was originally on, there is such a bigger, I guess, like people are more invested in their health and well-being outwardly if that makes sense like yep. I think back then it wasn't yep. it was it was only specific people would go and do it I think everybody now has a real like love for this kind of thing so I think you're probably getting such a, a cross-section of people well the, the bar is high because people are fit people are strong and a lot of people look after themselves but when they step up there against a gladiator they look like a little kid <laughs> because they're, they're supreme beings the gladiators and everyone thinks they're fit and it's that moment where they're looking them eye to eye, and there's some stuff that's about to go down. That's when they get leveled pretty quickly. And I know we're going to have, we're going to have some fun. We already have, but the, you said it. The contenders are our next level, mm. but they're still lads. Nowhere near. My God, I can't wait to see this cast. It's going to be so sick. I loved that show. Also, just really quickly, um, in my eyes and my hopes and prayers, I hope that you're the new I'm a celeb host. I can't do it. <laughs> I've got to go home, man. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Beth to tell me I'm doing it. So I'm trying not to see her. I'm trying to bring people in town. They go say, "See you in Africa." My life is over. <laughs> no, I would love to see you in Africa. Um, but I, that's yeah. just me saying that. I'm not asking you to tell me anything. I know you're I exhausted. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to put any more on your workload. But Grant, we'll we'll so we'll see what, you'll be the first one to know. If you find out, you'll be the first one to know. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. As always, it is such a pleasure. I'm so proud of you. This is going to be awesome. I cannot wait to watch. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for your time. Thanks for calling the Entertainment Hotline with Anita Annabelle. You can find us on Instagram at the entertainment underscore hotline pod or visit us at chatter.com.au. The Entertainment Hotline with Anita Annabelle is a proud Chatter podcast. Thanks for calling the Entertainment Hotline with Anita Annabelle. You can find us on Instagram at the Entertainment underscore Hotline Pod or visit us at chatter.com.au. The Entertainment Hotline with Anita Annabelle is a proud Chatter podcast.